This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I was out walking last night, and as you know, it's one of my goals one of my primary goals to get in shape this year. And I just put my head down and I just started moving, humping. Just left foot, right foot, left foot, right, just move, move, move. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I grew up as a kid, at least part of my life, out in Chester County, Pennsylvania. It's a little hilly out there. I'm not talking like Rocky Mountains here. Uh, but there's a grade to, to, to where we lived. I could talk about that a little more. But anyway, I used to love running on the trails. I was constantly hiking in the woods. And you don't really realize it at the time. It was just our lifestyle. To tell you the truth, I kind of looked at myself as a little out of shape in those days. I didn't really think of myself as being very physical. But the fact of the matter was that our lifestyle, it was very physical. It wasn't overweight at that time, I can tell you that. I, mean, I could eat anything I wanted. The things we were doing. But I loved I just, for some reason... I, lo- I loved running on the trails when I was younger. I loved hiking through the woods. And then I joined the Marine Corps, and we used to go on these forced marches of various different sizes and varieties. And at least at that time, it was very important, I think, to the uh, basis and mission of the Marine Corps. And that was that if all else failed, we were going to walk there, which frequently happened. And you were expected to do that with, uh, you know, combat uh pack with you, which is a whole topic of discussion in itself. Heavy is the bottom line. Anyway, it's just my whole life, it's something that I've enjoyed. And as I've gotten older, I found that I can still do it, right? 52 years old, and I can still go all out on hiking. You know, I don't have to hold back. I can can push myself. It sounds kind of funny to say that, right? But I can't do that on the bench press anymore. I can't do that on the squat rack anymore. You know, it's uh, not, that, not that it couldn't happen. Uh, I didn't want to get into that right now. It's not why I brought it up. But uh, it's just I enjoy it. I love the, the the sun on my back and the wind in my face and covering some ground and just that freedom. You know, and when I talk about it in terms of uh, getting home in an emergency or something like that, it's, it's something freedom-giving about that. No problem. I'll just walk if I have to. Not a big deal. Anyway, I'm out there, and I'm just, I'm, I'm getting it, like getting it, getting it. And I don't really know what the pace was, you know, in the Marine Corps as far as forced marches. And it's not a direct comparison. But anyway, I'm hitting, you know, sub-14-minute pace walking, right? So I take a little screenshot, and I send it to my son. And... uh he says, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a pretty good, good pace, which it really is, four miles an hour, basically. It's quick. I think, you know, most people would be more like two to three. So four, it's moving. I don't know what's possible, I guess, what I'm saying with the Marine Corps time. Is 12 minutes possible? I know this, and this is what I said to my son. I said, well, uh, you know, I'm hitting those times, and I'm still weighing a little over 260. He said, I look like a giant walrus running down the street. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of weight to move at that kind of pace, right? Anyway, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed kind of getting to that, and I won't be doing a lot of that here just for the next couple of weeks. Just really about getting the 
the time in right now, not the pace. Just getting my weight down, get down another 20 pounds off, and imagine what I'll be able to do with that. So listen to the way I'm talking to you two weeks into this. And, uh, you know, little tweaks in my in my lifestyle. I'm sipping some bone broth I've been talking about. You got to try it. It's tasty. It's nutritious. It's filling and virtually calorie-free. There's really something to it. You can have it in the evening as a warm drink. I don't know. You got to watch the sodium if you're like a high blood pressure person or something like that. I don't know. Don't take my advice for anything. Do what you want. I enjoy the bone broth. I just I think it's going to become a staple for me. I really like it. Anyway, I've been lurking around a little bit on Twitter. I think I was mentioning that. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last, to be honest with you. You know, I thought, let me just see what's going on. First of all, you know, they've exposed all the censorship and, and shadow banning. There's really no indication that, um, that it stopped, that, they, that they've shut it off or anything like that. Every indication that Twitter is still shadow banning me. I, maybe because I didn't pay for the blue check mark, which I have no intentions of doing. So whatever. I don't know. I don't need it. But anyway, I've been lurking around on there. And I saw this post from Grant Cardone. I, do you know who Grant Cardone is? Uh, I don't want to say he's one of these get-rich-quick guys because I wouldn't say that. But uh, he's quite the motivational speaker, I guess you could say. Um I have no issue with Grant Cardone, uh, very entertaining, energetic, and apparently very successful from what it appears. Not really my style. You could check it out for yourself. I think he's, I don't think he's into real estate and uh, he's done some cool things and definitely something to check out. Like I said, I have no problem with Grant Cardone just in terms of like as a fan, it's not really my thing. Uh, Not that it's not my genre, either the motivational or the real estate part. It's just, uh, he's like, uh, I'm just going to say it. I don't know anybody, anything. He's like the, the uh, Sean Hannity of, you know, motivational speaking in real estate, in my opinion, to where he's just dumbed things down to, uh, you know, a level that's not really helpful to me at this point in my life, I guess. You know, uh, so you can check it out for yourself. But anyway... I don't even know why I felt the need to go into that. It was completely unnecessary. You're welcome. Grant Cardone posted this on Twitter. It blew my mind. He says, ban both the CDC and the FDA immediately. He tagged them. I'm like, wow, dude. Like, that's getting people thrown in prison in Canada and whatnot. I, I'm joking around, but not really. <laughs> not really. Well, but he better hope that... Uh, 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 little Greta Greenwich, the, 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 the climate queen over there. What's her name? I don't know. I can't keep track of this nonsense. But uh, that's like messing with her, you know? What if she gets a hold of this? End up in uh, Romanian prison. Like, the, what's his name? Can't remember his name either. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm enjoying my bone broth, all right? A little tired from my self-inflicted force march. forced march. Listen to this. This is written by uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen in 1948. He said, uh, It's characteristic of any decaying civilization that the great masses of the people are unconscious of the tragedy. Only those who live by faith 
know what is happening in the world. The great masses without faith are unconscious of the destructive process going on because they have lost the vision of the heights from which they fell. As Western civilization loses its Christianity, it loses its superiority. Interesting choice of words. Lots of people today would disagree with all that. Do you? I don't. It's a, you know, you don't think that the Christianity also, you know, creates a, a practical philosophical viewpoint? Sure, it does. Even if you don't uh, uh, believe it, right? Of course, it does. Is it a good one? I would argue yes. Are there other good ones? I don't know. Maybe, but I know that the. The, the foundation of justice and fairness and freedom as what I see defined by the Bible and, and particularly of reformist Protestant beliefs. People would say Judeo-Christian. I don't think so. I don't think so at all because, um, uh, and maybe that's really what we're at odds with in terms of our uh are split, you know, largely in terms of the division in this country. More legalistic versus by grace. Big difference in that. Not everybody's going to know what I'm talking about. And I'm no theologian. I'm not preaching. I've said it a million times. It's a different way of thinking. It really is. Uh, this blew my mind, which I'll lead into what I really wanted to talk about today. Ten minutes into into this. Artificial intelligence. Do you know what it is? You know, uh, the, the, well, the one thing that popped up I saw is this claim that uh, Microsoft has created artificial intelligence that within three seconds of listening to you can perfectly clone your voice down to the normal timings, pauses, and everything. And I say to myself, three seconds? How could you do that? Now, who knows, you know, what kind of exaggerations there might be or or whatnot. But I thought, you know, is that possible? Well, it, mathematically it has to be because, uh, you know, humans have the ability to really uh, convincingly, what, uh, what do you call that? Uh, you know, in, um, ah, what's the word? You know what I'm talking about. In, impersonate. Impressions. I used to have a great... Obama impersonation. But I can't do it as well anymore. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't really try as much anymore either. But I thought to myself, well, if a person can listen to somebody and process that in a way that turns it then into the, the, uh, something that mimics it so convincingly, you know, why couldn't the machine do the same? What are the mathematical calculations that are going on to do that? Can somebody explain that? It's beyond my comprehension. This is a lot more than, uh, uh, you know, if-then statements and, you know, tracking patterns. This is a lot further than that. And at first, even the, uh, and and you've heard me complain about this, that the uh, voice, really recognition, which I, I think, at least leading up to this, really had a long way to go. I'll give you an example. Even just uh, texting on the iPhone, you know, the iPhones uh, dictate, which is super great and super powerful. 
but far, far, far from perfect. It's not built on AI that can interpret your voice. That's crazy. Could you imagine if you could call my wife and see if you can calm her down? Where does this end? I don't know. Pretty freaky. How freaky? Listen to this. Isn't it kind of weird? You used to want to think about the Bible and religion and that type of uh, perspective. And you know the story of Adam and Eve eating the apple, the forbidden fruit for the fall of mankind. And you, you could talk about this from so many different angles. Is it metamorphical? Metamor- I can't say the word. Don't ask me to. Is it completely literal? Well, I, I don't know. I'm just going to be upfront about that. And quite frankly, I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. I'm not sure that it really matters. I do think it's entertaining to kind of consider. Um, I have pointed out that the act of deception, um, being deceived by not staying true to God, right? They were, they were able to be deceived. They didn't uh, get what they were supposed to get out of it. They got shame and guilt. It backfired in that regard, big time, right? Anyway, Adam and Eve, taking a bite of the apple, synonymous with the fall of mankind. Now consider that a second. Just consider the, the symbol, an apple with a bite out of it. You know what that symbol is? It's a symbol of apple. And now you've got everybody and their brother, including me, carrying one of these things around. That same symbol on it. Well, you could argue like it's a symbol of humility or a symbol of mankind. I don't know. Interesting. I'd ask, you know, how much good versus turmoil, you know, in terms of what we got now to smartphones and social media and technology, because there are benefits, lots of them, really. That's why we have them. I mean, the tools that it's put together and, and things that it's done, but the price that's been paid, it's been worth it. Is it worth it? I don't know. Now, I keep telling you, uh, and, and it's hard to keep up. It's harder and harder to keep up. But I'm telling you that there is shifts that have been going on in technology. The first was a huge data shift. Forget about the online stuff a second. I could go on and on about that. They're, they're able to search, scan, block, tether, throttle, and control. I think the AI is controlling it. I really do. I, I don't know how. If you look at the numbers of podcasts and, and on and on and on, I don't know how you possibly screen them with human screen. I don't think so. I think it's been done by AI. I really do. And uh, some of the things uh, we so but, but, but before that, <clears throat> there was a huge shift in everything becoming data driven, and that ability to access and and analyze data was just becoming enormous, and that power is available. You hear me talking about uh, this software project I'm involved in, and and the things are all data driven, completely data driven, and I don't mean in terms of. Uh, 
of, of data records. I'm talking about powerful ways to gather it, sort it, analyze it, and access it like never before. You could take and uh, the printed voter rolls. I could do this in probably less than 10 minutes. I, I don't believe that you can get the voter rolls online. Um, and even if you, you may be able to obtain them online, but you're probably downloading like a PDF, okay? I could take the PDF, I could print it, I could photograph it, and use the Google image to text, and it would take it as quickly as you'd click it to convert it to text and put that into a Google uh, uh, spreadsheet and take that spreadsheet, convert it to comma-separated uh, values, bring it into a database, and in less than 10 minutes, build a complete database of all the, all the registered voters by party and the information available uh, you know, through the voter rolls. Then uh, you can go buy lists. And you could go take that data, whether it's jobs, income demographics, whatever the case might be. It's nuts. Uh, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's old. Uh, you know, have you been, has anybody really caught up with the Google image search? Is anybody using that? I was showing a buddy of mine. Take it, take it, go into your, if you have a Google app, and um, you'll be able to see an image icon, you could shoot whatever. And it'll tell you what it is, where to get it, what it would cost, when you can have it delivered, who makes it, the hist- everything you want to know about that thing. That's Google technology right now. I have to believe that that'll be standard uh, you know, procedure soon enough. It's old. That's old. The, the rate that they can convert a page of text that is not, and uh, you know, it used to be the idea, um, you know, scan it. You needed flatbed scanners. Anybody remember this thing? So the, the sheet of paper was perfectly flat to get any chance of, uh, of uh, OCR or uh, optical character recognition to convert it to text. This is like 90s stuff, gone. You don't need to do any of that. You, you don't need a scanner. You can have a piece of paper 10 feet away laying on the floor and shoot it from an angle, zoom in on it, and Google will completely and perfectly convert it as quickly as you can tap the button. And if they can search all that text that quickly, um, then they can search the, the, the um, audio as well. And I'm sure it's happening. I really am. Crazy. That's old. That's the old stuff. Now they get this artificial intelligence that um, I, I really don't have time to get to keep going into all this. I'm not an expert to talk about it. I'm just going to bore you to death. But the, the stuff that they're creating with it, from websites to um, writing, I played around with it. There's various ways that you can put input into it, but you can go in and, and you know, type in a few keywords. You know, great, you know, best American podcasts. Okay, what would you like it to create? Titles, a video description a paragraph, a blog article, and it'll write it for you. Not only that, it'll give you three different variations to choose from. That's amazing. That technology 
is going to upend Google search. It's going to blow it out and, and all the advertising that went with it. Because, you know, now you're going to go in there and say baseball bats for sale. And the AI is going to say, you know, well, you know, what, what, what is it that you would like? Would you like to buy a baseball bat or are you just searching for information? Watch the, you know, it'll know. It'll know. It's freaky. Freaky. And then this, and I think that we might already be there. So considering that with the right, and by the way, so I'm fairly certain, and I, I, I don't know how much I said it, doesn't really matter, but I, I predicted this was going to happen, that the major producers and channels were going to flip to their own produced content or otherwise, um, uh, you know, uh, not sanctioned, uh, uh, you know, fed out, if I'm throwing a blank, the term for it. But uh, I think it's happened largely. I see it on YouTube. You have these videos, and I think the AI is pulling in the clips. I really do. I don't think that's been perfected yet. It goes back to all the data points that I talked about in phase one. And a matter of fact, the photographs and video is a great thing. How do you how do you save a video so that it's searchable in the future? Well, we figured it out. We figured it out. You put you just assign tags basically. If you think about it like that. Right? So you have a video and you say, okay, it's a lake, somebody fishing and catching a fish and fly fishing and mountains and it's a nature scene and blah, 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 blah. And it, it, then you can narrow things down extremely quickly. And with the AI, you know, learning, and, and they can search the images on top of it. It's, you know, so it's not just the text now, right? That image search, all this combined is leading to this massive technological revolution that's happening right under our feet. I think it's happening so fast that it can't even, the implementation can't even catch up. It's freaky. So, you know, they're saying that by 2025, 90% of the online content could be generated by AI. I think it's, it might be halfway already there. How long before podcasts? How long before I can sit down and have a... Hey, AI, um, I, today I was going to talk about AI. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't think I need to say too much. You could probably do it better than me. Can you make it sound like me? Good. Hey, can you put a couple jokes? All right, great. Maybe I'll listen to it myself. Ha ha. What is that? But then why would you? Because the AI is going to then just hone in on the most pleasant voice ever to everybody. And it'll find it. <laughs> and we're going to enter like a dystopia. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll find the balance of technology and natural. I started to say about YouTube, I think the, the, the AI is able to pull in the video clips, write its own script, and, and maybe there's a little bit of manual editing. Maybe there's not. And then take that text and convert it to voice and pull it together in a doggone video. And that is freaky. It really is. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're, it's becoming like an alternate universe, really. <laughs> I, I see it more and more. I don't know. Twitter, maybe that's the thing. It's still people there. As dystopic as that is, it's still more authentic than the AI, maybe. I don't know. 
couple other stories I want to hit you with. Uh, today's Tuesday, and uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be on tomorrow. Not likely, because I got a dentist appointment, and I'm pretty sure uh, at the first, I haven't been there in a little while. I'm not proud to say that I'm not going to get into it, but I'm going tomorrow, get myself cleaned up a little bit. And uh, anyway, I'm not thinking I'm going to be much in the mood for yapping. If I come on, happy to see you there. And then uh, the night after, I have a, a meeting. So we'll see. And maybe I'll come back towards the end of the week. If not, I'll see you Sunday again or something like that. I um, I don't like missing podcasts. I've had some long runs. And I know uh, there's a lot of you that like to listen to all of them and you know like it that I have it. Uh, but I got to be a little realistic. I, I got to go to the damn dentist. I got a life, too, you know. I'm allowed to do things. What are you going to say, right? All right. What are we talking about? Uh, the mayor of New York City went down to the border, apparently was not too happy with the uh, response that the federal government's had at the border now that it's cost the city $2 billion and they're running out of room. Uh, you know what I say? Screw him. You know, it's funny. He wasn't saying this when they were yay, sanctuary city. He wasn't saying this when uh, when he was uh, uh, clobber and Abbott, um, you know, for sending them up there. No, okay, we'll take them. I, if New York City's too full, send some more to Martha's Vineyard. You know, they love them, right? Uh, you won't see that. <laughs> Biden blocked uh, Mount Rushmore 4th of July fireworks. Uh, I you know I don't know what there is to that. It's pro- probably uh, you know environmental concerns. What I don't know if it was a as a Democrat governor would they allow? It? I don't know. I really don't know. But I did have a thought. They had Mount Rushmore, obviously in the photo for this, and uh, I'm looking at the photos, of the, uh, images of the presidents, and um, I thought you know what? What if we had this to like just great Americans who you know produced incredible industry. But they've completely uh, destroyed that, too, right? Henry Ford was uh, anti-Semitic, and if you weren't anti-Semitic, you were uh, a slave owner, and if not, you were straight white male, which pretty much covered everything. So they're all bad, you know, because they were white men, I think, is really what it, what it was about. Uh, nobody even wants to make reference to the other contributions, I guess. But uh, anyway, I thought that'd be, I mean, what we, we're supposed to be this, you know, free capitalist society. Why do we have these icons to our, our government leaders? Limited government. How about we put the face of Henry Ford and the Wright brothers? And I don't know, we could debate who would go on there because it's a pretty long list. Thomas Edison could go on and on, right? Alexander uh, Graham Bell. I don't know. Maybe Greek philosophers? Would that be more appropriate? All right, I'm just getting ridiculous now. LAPD bans the thin blue line flag after complaints that it represents racism. Um, this is great. This is really great. There really needs to be a court case about it, determining that it, it can be banned. Um, I don't think it can. I don't know the context of this. Uh can't be, uh, I guess, placed in police departments or public places would be the limitation. I agree, by the way. I really do. It's a kind of a political statement, really. Um, you could argue that. But um, 
it, it really kind of is. But if if this flag is with the thin blue line, what about the LGBTQIA flag? Is, isn't that equally as racist? Well, no. <laughs> All right. You know, what's the saying? Don't argue with idiots. I'll just leave it there, I think, would be the appropriate thing. I'm saying that the only flag that should be hung on uh, buildings is either the American flag, whatever. There's a couple of appropriate flags. I'm not going to sit here and go, you know, the state flag, and I guess if there's a local flag or whatever. And that's about it. You know, I, I don't know, maybe a couple other ones I can't really think of. It doesn't really matter. But all this this flag nonsense, um, it just stirs up unrest unnecessarily. How about if we just, you know, show respect for everybody that I'm just going to recognize on our government buildings that these few basic things and just leave it at that. You want to hang a thin blue flag on your on your car, your house? Hey, it's a free society. Do as you may. Public buildings, I think it should be completely limited. This article, uh, this is not even, this, you're acting like this is a big egregious thing down in Georgia. A school superintendent making $500,000 a year, half a million dollars a year as a school superintendent. And I really don't even know much about that job. I would imagine it requires what? At least a master's, maybe a PhD in, in a lot of districts. So it requires a lot of education, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Is a lot of education effectiveness? Is a half a million dollars a year effectiveness? How has this become necessary? You know, the governors don't even make that much. State governors are not making what school superintendents are. Why is that going on? How is it allowed to go on? There's a few other really nice government positions. Um, Some of these railway positions, like the higher-ups, regional directors, I think, Bringing in some serious, serious money. $500,000 a year. Really kind of insane for a government employee. What do you make of that? I don't know. I don't know why we would be spending that kind of money. And then you're paying for the retirement. It never ends. You wonder why there's no money for books or metal detectors. This is why people need to get involved in the school boards. Why do you need superintendents at all? And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But, you know, it was a day we had one-room schoolhouses. It was pretty simple. And, you know, well, education is a lot more complicated these days. Little doubt. How, what are the results? Are we showing positive results? No. We're not. So don't tell me there's not something to it. Um, two things I want to leave you with. Illinois uh, has put this assault weapon ban into effect. I don't really know what the details are. Pretty sure they banned magazines to 10 rounds, which is nothing. Uh, you know, anybody would tell you you want 30, really, 30 round magazines. So, 10 round magazines. So, basically, everybody that has anything over a 10 round magazine just became a felon. They don't register it or something like that because you have to register it. So, anyway, sheriffs are saying they're not going to enforce it. Governors all fit to be tied. And that's the showdown. Yeah, they can take it to court. Uh, it'll never go to court. The problem is, so th- this something similar happened in New Jersey. I haven't gotten any updates. I haven't really 
checked into the details, but did something similar. Many people became felons overnight. Not one person registered at a single magazine, from what I'm told. And so what that means is you've got a bunch of uh, felons running around. And, you know, they may not realize it. And you could get caught up in something like that. You know, you have a fire at your house. And they come in and go, what is this? You know, the police are going to come in usually at some point. You know, hey, chief, you better take a look at this. Whoa, felon, felony. Hey, we're going to have to charge you. Are these yours? Eh, I hate to do this to you. you know, your house just burned down, but put your hands behind your back. I don't know. I, I think that technically that could happen. I don't want to be, you know, more dramatic than the situation warrants. But, I mean, it's a law on the books. Somebody's going to be defending it. I don't know. Would you turn in yours if you're in Illinois? You gonna you gonna turn them in? You gonna re, or, or register them or whatever you got to do? Good luck to you, I would say. Why would you do that? And I applaud the the uh, sheriffs who are willing to stand up to this. Anyway, I want to leave you with this. You know, it's uh, been a nice turn for me coming around the new year. I like getting a little, getting a little energy back, a little step in my step. Right? Who doesn't like that? And I've done it before. I'll be doing it again, I'm sure. But and I think it's a, a good thing to be learn how to uh, to get in shape. And I, you know, it's not like I was getting great shape. You know, I got a ways to go before I can start talking about being in shape. Like another 20 pounds ways to go, and that's going to take a little time. But I'll get through it. But here's the important thing that I want to tell you, especially now in this day and age. There's so many problems out there. Everybody's fighting and bickering. Half the you know families aren't talking to each other. People hate their jobs. People are miserable. You know, the politics is miserable. Family life is miserable. The community, everybody's talking to each other, at least around here. I don't know. you got to focus on what you want and go get it. That's it. I'll see you soon. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.